The Boise Bubble Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208 208- 467-7468. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast, where we talk all things Treasure Valley. We're your hosts, Shane and Natalie Plummer. Welcome back to the conversation. How do you feel? I feel good. This is fun. Do you have anything more for me besides fun? Um, I'm excited about this new endeavor. I think that it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be good and useful. Good. Well, let's start out with some basic structure. Okay. What are we doing here? With, okay, well... We are doing a podcast about the Treasure Valley, um, and I think together we discussed the necessity for a place for conversation and open dialogue about some of the issues that are going on um, in Boise and the Treasure Valley, and uh, so we're going to work on that together. Awesome. I'm excited about it. Yeah. What are you nervous about? Um, You know... Um, we are both people who really like conversation. We like getting to places, um, but we're not experts on anything in particular. I mean, we have our, the things that we specialize in, but it will be interesting to kind of put ourselves out there because we want to learn as much as, as everyone else does. Mm. Um, but we're also making ourselves vulnerable in the fact that a lot of this stuff is, uh, is new to us too. And we're, we're wanting to, we're wanting to get answers as much as the next person. Yeah. I think that it's interesting, your background and what you do. And maybe before we go too much further, let's start with some elevator speeches. Tell people about who you are, and then I'll tell people about who I am. Okay, what's an elevator speech? It's like the 30-second version of who you are. It's called an elevator speech? Okay, oh, cool. It's a, it's We're learning already. Look it up. <laughs> I will say, uh, my husband, who is my co-host, Shane, um, he likes to... Um, introduce me to new words and phrases often. So <laughs> that will be fun to hear together. Um, okay, so I'm Natalie and I, uh, I'm i a social media influencer for lack of a better word. Um, I run an Instagram page called Hello Meridian and it's been uh, live for five years. Basically, uh, the point of Hello Meridian is to really focus on the Treasure Valley businesses, especially what's new events that are going on. And it's developed over time into a real community place, a place where people can come together to have conversations about what's going on. And that's one of the reasons I want to do a podcast is while Instagram is wonderful for so many things, one thing that it lacks a little bit is for a really developed conversation and I think that's something that's necessary. So uh, for a long time, Hello Meridian didn't really have my face as part of it. Um, and in the last few years, I've 
been putting that in more. So uh, my voice is heard a little more. And uh, while Instagram is also a really fun, positive place, usually I needed um, to have a place that was a little more gritty, that I could be a little more open about some of my thoughts on things. So it seemed like, you know, the podcast was the right step. Mm. Uh, anything else I'm missing? No, I think that you killed it. It's so oh. funny to hear you like in a professional setting. Oh yeah. When I see you at night and in the mornings <laughs> yeah. all the time. And so <laughs> it's just two versions of you. So to hear uh -huh. that is, it's kind of interesting. It is interesting me. because we are very separate. We're, I, I work in social media and I work with a lot of different people and Shane works in, well, he'll tell you about what he does, but in general, we know that what the other does and we respect what the other person does, but our worlds don't blend very often because we have three kids. Um, uh, we, we should probably, so we've been married 20 years this year. We were gonna go to Europe for two weeks, but then COVID hit, so we did a podcast instead. Um, and we have, uh, we have three kids. We have a 15 year old, an 11 year old, and a seven year old. So we're really in the thick and um, of all the parenting and marriage and all of that. And so this will be interesting to come together to talk about um, about things that really don't have to do with that, but kind of join our, our more of our business interests. Yeah when I think about the purpose and like what I hope that we get out of it is I'm a sucker for conversation. Like I love the conversation. And I mm -hmm. think that that's one of the things that you and I kind of share. That's part of our foundation. We talk a lot. Yeah. We talk a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny because whenever we listen to our friends, they listen to how we talk and the fact that we talk so often and that what do we choose to do at night? Are we sitting down and watching a TV show? Sometimes I wish, but no, we just find ourselves in conversation and we mm -hmm. talk. So to do this publicly, that's one of the things that I'm nervous about. Yeah. I love the conversation and I totally echo everything that you said about the need to have, you know, a dialogue about some of these things that we're dealing with. The, this is an amazing place, it's awesome. And we have real issues that we're dealing with, but I don't think that there's an organized um, way of talking about it so that we can get engagement throughout the, com throughout the community. I think that our, that our separateness may be uh, makes us feel isolated. And I love the opportunity to bring people together by uh, open dialogue. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But I'm also nervous, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, we are exposing our our marriage, um, which is, I you know, I think we have a great marriage, but it'll be interesting how that goes. Well, let's see how much of our marriage we expose. <laughs> okay, um, so I wanna know, so people um, who are tuning in probably, especially for the first episode, probably know who I am. Um, they're probably coming from social media, but by, um, by design, you have not been very exposed on that page. That's been something that for the last few years, Shane has been very open about that. Uh, he would rather not have a presence on the page because you do value, obviously, your anonymity, but we're changing that a little bit. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself, uh, kind of what you're hoping to bring in and maybe breach a little bit of why you haven't, you haven't really had a place on this page that has become, um, you know, this community uh, center point. All right, well, let's get raw with some real talk. <laughs> uh, I'm not totally comfortable with social media. I think that there's part of it that I'm an old soul and uh, maybe that's just my inadequacy and insecurity coming through, but high visibility to a lot of people uh, that's not necessarily on my terms. I get a little bit nervous about that sometimes and I value my privacy. Mm -hmm. I think that I see celebrities and what they have to deal with. And when you're young, it sounds awesome that, oh my gosh, they get all the perks and they have people 
all the time, stop them and tell them how much they like them. But that's only the shiny, glossy parts. There's mm-hmm. the other parts that, you know, your career has kind of helped me understand a lot more about uh, the ugly parts and the awful parts. And there's a sacrifice that I think that is made whenever you put yourself out there. And maybe I just haven't figured out how to strike that balance yet. So I'm real uh, timid about putting my toe in it. Okay. So that's a, uh, that's, uh, I think that that it's important to un- understand me and where I come from so that people listening, you don't, uh, I guess have unrealistic expectations about who I am or what I am and how I feel about something. I'm open and I'm the first guy to say that I don't fully understand uh, social media. I see the power in it. I see the value, but uh, hopefully I'll understand it more as we do some of this. Okay. So then if you have those, um, you know, those perceptions of social media, why, why the podcast? Why are you interested in doing that? And what, what are you hoping to bring? All right. Uh, I think that it goes back to the conversation. I love conversation. And I think that um, the more we understand each other, the better, the better the conversation is mm-hmm. and the better we can relate and deal with each other. This is a, and you're talking about as a community, not with us. This well, is not couples therapy. It scales. I think that it's between us personally, or it's a, us as a community, mm-hmm. whether you're connecting one-on-one or connecting with an audience or connecting with, you know, the masses. Uh, I think that those same principles scale. So right. the more we know, the better we're, we are able to connect and the more value we can bring to each other to, help each other out, man. I don't know if anybody's heard, but life is hard. Living is hard, girl. (laughs) It's hard to make a dollar, find that cheddar. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. It's hard to do all those things. And it's even harder to be authentic and to be happy about it as you go. Mm -hmm. But, um, it really helps to know the people that you're dealing with and rubbing shoulders with all day. So, so what is it about you that uh, tell us a little bit about you and what your background is and uh, Uh kind of how you've developed some of the skills that you're bringing in. I have an awesome canned elevator speech that I use at work for what I do. Do you really? But it's strange pulling it out to do, to talk, talk about, uh, I've never heard it. All right. Well, I'm Shane Plummer. (laughs) (laughs) I work for a large general contractor. In fact, uh, here in Idaho, we're the largest general contractor. Um, in short, that means that we build a bunch of buildings, um, by trade. That's what I do. I have a degree in construction management, but, um, over the course of several years running projects, uh, I ended up migrating out of that and getting more on the people side. I love the people that I work with. My company is flooded with just awesome people that are dedicated to each other and that work hard and that are interesting too. And maybe it's just because I've been there for 10 years, but I've been able to meet most of them. So I know most of the people there. And like I said, I like listening to their stories and I have a genuine interest in what they do and who they are and why they act the way that they do. And I want to help them. So I guess my story transitions out of construction when I saw retention issues. Every company, whenever they grow, it's uh, it's hard to grow. And uh, our company had some of those growing pains and I saw an opportunity to make that better. And I made a pitch and I got some leash and they said, run, and I did it. And I feel like uh, um, it's been extremely rewarding. So now my title is uh, I'm a director of organizational development, um, which is a fancy word for being a people guy. So we help with retention, we help with uh, training. We do a lot of recruiting. Also, we do a lot of strategy and uh, project management. That's a bunch of corporate speak to say that um, I deal with with people. But a big part of what I do is recruiting and recruiting has uh, tons of opportunities for conversations. I talk to new people all the time. And in fact, I just shared some metrics 
at a meeting that we just had that I want to say that in 2020, we screened more than, I'll bet you that it was upwards of 2,000 resumes. And that led to 330, 350 uh, pre-screened phone calls where we just get on the phone with people and we talk to them for anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. And that led to about 150 interviews. And we hired about 45 people at the end of that. That's a lot of numbers to say we talk a lot. There's it's a lot of conversations. It's interesting that you would talk that much and because I know you and you come home and you still want to talk. It's funny that that doesn't, that it fuels you instead of burns you. It's a mixed bag. Um, I love it, but it also takes a lot out of you. Even things that you like, they it take a lot out of you. Mm -hmm. And there are nights whenever I come home and I just want to unwind and turn it off. And that's why like some of the things that I do to decompress are kind of embarrassingly mundane. And I don't think that we need to talk about that. Okay, yeah, so it's fine. We'll keep this way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just to turn it off and to get some quiet. Yeah. Um, so I realize we probably should speak just a little bit about our, how we came to the Treasure Valley and a little bit about our story, because if we're going to be talking about the Treasure Valley, um, you probably should have should know our relationship with it. Um, so if you don't mind, I'll just kind of introduce us a little bit that way. Take it, girl. Um, so I'm originally from Spokane, Washington, the Green Acre, Washington. Actually, it's right on the border of Idaho and Washington. And Shane is from Northwest Arkansas. And we met at college and we actually moved to Boise from Chattanooga, Tennessee. We lived there for about seven years and we loved Chattanooga. Um, it's a really wonderful place. It's actually very similar to Boise in size, in feeling. Uh, it's just a very similar place. We didn't really have any intention of leaving the South. Uh, we liked a lot of things about it. We loved the diversity of the South. Uh, there's a lot of culture. It's very charming. It's a very clean place where we lived. Um, but for Shane, um, well, but for both of us, we're very focused on um, progressing and making sure that our life is kind of focused in a, uh, a place of progression. And he could see that um, his particular um, his particular job at that time, while it was uh, giving us a lot of opportunity, it wasn't going to move as forward uh, as he wanted. So we started looking for a new opportunity. And we had, we wanted to move more to the West because at this point we had children and we realized it was hard to have children where you have no support system. So we thought, well, let's go to the West. We had thought about Washington. We had thought about pretty much Washington and Oregon, I would say. And then uh, this opportunity came from Boise and both of us were like, what's in Boise? Um, we hadn't, I, I, I don't, had you ever been to Boise ever? No, but I, uh, we did go to school in Eastern Idaho and not together, but, um, I mean, we were there together coincidentally, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't know each other that <laughs> point being is I think that we, you know, just like typical young people, you think that, uh, you extrapolate that one place and think that that's what the entire state mm -hmm. is like so much so that whenever the recruiter said, Hey, there's an opportunity in Boise, it was like, ah, Last place I want to go back is Idaho. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm slow to dump on anybody's home. And there's a lot of awesome things there. But we were young and um, Eastern Idaho just wasn't it wasn't what we were looking for at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so we I guess that's a that's a roundabout way of saying that we had very low expectations when we came back here. Well, when I mean, I said, go check it out, but I'm not moving to Idaho, basically. So he was flown out here. He did an interview. He gave me a call. He said, Natalie, 
you have no idea. This place is amazing. And I'm like, all right. So we flew over together and I was just flabbergasted. I have to say the first thing I fell in love with was the weather because we came here in August and everyone, first of all, everyone was so nice. I mean, just so just, oh my gosh, welcome. And let me give you all the advice you need. And this was in 2010. And, um, they kept apologizing for this heat wave that we were, they're experiencing. It was 95 degrees. <laughs> I thought, this is a heat wave. We just come from August in Tennessee where you don't even step outside. So we come here and we're like, this is amazing. We drove around and we didn't know anything about Boise. So I went on Facebook and I said, hey, we're thinking about moving to Boise. Where do we live? And everyone just said Meridian. Uh, that's honestly why we moved to Meridian is because everyone just said, that's the place you raise your family. We did no other research um, because it was so fast. I mean, you, you were super quick. I mean, we had you like were offered two weeks the position and we, we went from not thinking we were going to leave Chattanooga for years to living in Meridian within two weeks. So we came here, we didn't know much about it. So we just had to start experimenting and exploring the first day we woke up and we're like, what do we do? So we drove around and there was a sign for a place called Idaho pizza company. And we're like, well, I guess that's where you go for pizza in Idaho. <laughs> so we went there and we're like, this is great. Um, and we just started exploring, but within, I would say, I think I wrote it in my journal. Um, within like two weeks, I said, I think, I think we found our forever home, which was such a shock to me. Interesting. Do you not? Do you know, you see a different story? Uh, oh, I totally see a different story, and it's fascinating to hear you tell the story <laughs> from your perspective. And I think, wow, the, some of the things that you focus on, I think that's interesting. Uh -huh. And other the things that you skipped over, I think I cannot believe well, that she you skipped know, over that. Like, I mean, it can't you be worked really hard to be very PC about me getting burned out at my old job. It was an awful place and it was an awful culture. And <laughs> well, that's not my story to tell. It's so funny that behind the scenes, when you and I talk about it, it, it is a totally different temperature that time. In well, that lives. was a hard time. Oh, yeah, hard. If you want me to like be all about it, no, 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 you no, no, were no, no. miserable. You and I'm like, and now it's my time. <laughs> OK, see the microphone. OK, I see the microphone. But at the same time, I want you to be in control of your own story. Totally. So if that's a story you want to share. I think that it's important because it's real and it's relatable. Um, it, it was a hard time and we were looking for something better. Um, and we were very loth to leave the South. I love it. It's still in my blood. And I thought that I was going to die there. I thought, uh, yeah, that's my forever place. I love the culture. I love the people. The South is like one of the, I'm even hesitant to say it on any kind of platform that a lot of people hear it, but it's one of the best kept secrets in the country. It's, it's wrapped in stigma. I tell pe people this all the time. It's wrapped in the stigma of rural redneck hillbilly um, exclusionary, but that wasn't my experience at all. It was no. amazing food. It was real people with amazing stories uh, that were hardworking and it was easy to connect with them. It was awesome being there in Chattanooga particularly was uh, it's still my number two. I think that if we weren't here, I'd probably want to go back there. Yeah, it was awesome. But another interesting um, detail in the story that I like to focus on mm -hmm. is when we were flying in to see this place oh, the first time. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> we were flying in the air, airplane landing and uh, you just looked out the window and you were crying. And I thought, I am such a piece of garbage husband. <laughs> what am I doing? Dragging this lady to this place that she doesn't want to be. Because you were hesitant to go to the South too, but you left I it was, there. And then yeah. here you were crying about this place. And I thought maybe this is a mistake, but I just remember you saying that it was so flat 
we were so used to the hills and the green of the South that this was something totally different. But like you said, it didn't take us very long to uh, realize that we'd stumbled upon. And that's what, that's how I feel about it. We stumbled upon this place. Like we came before it was fashionable to come to Idaho, especially fashionable, uh, fashionable to come to the treasure Valley. It was, we were here for a job and we just discovered by accident yeah. all the amazing Which things is really here. fun. Uh, I mean, I, I like that we discovered it that way. I just remember telling people we were moving to Boise and uh, you'd, when you're here, it, obviously it's very, uh, it's, you think that it's the center of the universe, but everyone's, we're asking what, where's Boise or what's in Boise? I didn't even know they had a good football team until I was walking around. I'm like, why is everyone wearing orange and blue? We came from the South where football is king. Well, you don't talk about Boise State in the South. I was so excited to find out, oh, we have a good football team. I had no idea. So it was fun to, I think, come the way we did because everything was kind of a treat. There were things that were, I mean, we don't love everything about the Treasure Valley. I mean, no one loves everything about it. There was some very shocking things for me. Again, you mentioned how flat, um, I felt very exposed when I first moved here because you can see the whole valley all at once. And I had been used to a very close feel of trees. Um, like physically exposed? Physically, very physically exposed. I was, it was physically uncomfortable how, how flat um, everything was. And also it was jarring how little diversity um, that was here. I, we'd been living in the South for seven years. Obviously there's a lot of diversity. Um, obviously there's, there were, it had its own issues with that, but I was, I just kept thinking, I'm bringing my children to this place where they're, they're going to be so underexposed to, to diversity. And that was my number one issue, I think moving mm. here. Um, but we moved at a time where, um, pricing house pricing was very similar to what we were used to. So that was fine. It wasn't super exciting to buy a house. It was just, it was, it just seemed very normal. We sold our home. We bought one here. Um, sold our home. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh. We could do a whole train wreck of a story. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it was fine. We, there was kind of like a prostitute who ended up um, yeah. squatting in our home. Um, we couldn't get her out. She destroyed it. She used our nursery as a, place of business. It was, a, it was awesome. So, Just and we're, I go, don't, don't look back. <laughs> uh, so that was not fun. So yeah, there, there's obviously our story is like every story. It, there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm curious, let's, let's boil it down and simplify it. Okay. What are some of the first things that stood out to you that you loved? When did you start to realize that you were in, fallen in love with this place? The first, I remember the moment I did, which it was in October, and I walked outside because I used to go on walks a lot um, just by myself because I was so obsessed with the way the, the air felt, just how it felt on my skin and how fresh. And I was walking through this neighborhood and I'm not a big crier, you know that. And um, what? <laughs> anyway, so I remember tearing up a little bit because I felt so at home and just it felt so right. Um, I loved it. How long were, had you been here? It, I guess first week, month? first month. It was within the first month. Okay. And there were some things that I didn't like. I didn't like just the swaths of neighborhoods, especially in Meridian. It was it was odd, just neighborhood after neighborhood after neighborhood. But then I started trying to see it differently of all this potential of connection and all these people in their own little homes doing the exact same thing we were doing. And being part of that community and how friendly everyone was, um, 
I just felt like this was the kind of place you, you raise a family. This is the kind of place you find your people and mm -hmm. find your tribe. And it took us a long time to find our tribe, but I knew that this was a place it could happen. Yeah. So how about for you? Oh, I think that one of the first memories that I had was, um, we rented a place for about a year while we were looking for a home. And I remember going out into the backyard. Remember it was, I guess it was late July, early August. No, no, no. When we finally got here, it was the end of September Yeah. when we finally landed. But um, I went out into the backyard and it had this view of the mountains looking up towards Bogus. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing those, just the tops of them over the, all the ocean of rooftops. Mm -hmm. But I was standing on this grass, mm -hmm. this grass that was so amazing. And I love grass. I've always wanted to have like a nice lawn. And it was this pipe dream down in the South where nobody has a you nice lawn. You can't stand on your grass in the South. No, and uh, there's a bunch of reasons why you can't do that or why it's, I shouldn't say can't, but it's super hard to have mm -hmm. a nice lush lawn. And I thought, I just walked into this rental place with the most amazing backyard and the greatest lawn. And I just remember laying out on the grass with the kids. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. It, it felt so good. You mentioned the people and the welcoming kind of vibe. And that was so palpable. Like there was no exclusion. It was just nothing but positivity whenever we got here. Nobody questioning why we were here. There was no suspicion in looks. It was just fully welcoming and it was awesome. I, I, I feel really lucky that we came at a time where that was um, the norm. Not to say that it's not the norm now, but I think that it's a mixed bag. Uh, there are different dynamics at play right now that I don't think that that's everybody's experience. Yeah, I, it's so interesting to hear you talk about that because that was 10 years ago. Uh, we've been here just just a, a little over a decade now. How different, <laughs> how different it is now. I mean, we are fully immersed in our own ways. Um, I have a total, I, then I'm, you know, as a stay-at-home mom, um, my days were going to the park, hoping I was gonna meet someone, realizing, with all these people around, how difficult it is to meet people, finding out, you know, what's, can I take them to the library? Like where it's just all that exploration to now where we have such a different view of the Treasure Valley, not only made it our home, but have really invested so much. Oh, sure. 10 years in a place really changes it. And it changes us too. Mm -hmm. um, let me ask two more things that you love about this place. Two more things that I love about this place. Okay. Yeah. Well, one thing, um, I had a hard time finding, I found friends, but I realized that for me, finding friends that just happened to live in my neighborhood or go to my church wasn't really the best thing for me, um, just as my personality type. But what I do for a living, basically as a social media influencer, I meet so many people. I mean, uh, constantly talking with people, meeting people. And for some reason, and I've hear, I heard this so many times, but there is some kind of a, a tone to Boise of acceptance and um, collaboration uh, within all these small businesses, and it's really about the small businesses, that there is a small business uh, mentality of support and finding your place in that is so comforting. And I'm, I'm just constantly impressed, I think, with the people that I'm meeting that they kind of, uh, you know, this is obviously everyone has their own issues, but um, we kind of set the drama aside and try to be as supportive and welcoming within that community. So be, I feel very honored to be able to be part of that community and to work so closely. 
I remember one of the terms that you shared this um, when you were, I guess, earlier in your career is when you started meeting like with uh, with groups of other entrepreneurs mm, and, like networking. and uh, small business owners and this idea of um, collaboration over competition mm-hmm. was one of those phrases that kind of stuck in my mind. And I thought, what an awesome ideal that people that might even be in the same industry and market and might choose to see each other's competition come together with this different premise, like a different idea. Um, I guess not coming from a scarcity mindset, but coming from a mindset of abundance, Mm -hmm. I guess is what they typically say. That was awesome for me. And then to see it in practice was, uh, it just validated it. It was cool. Yeah. From the outside. Yeah. It's been really great. I've been, I've just been really glad to be part of it. All right. One last thing, little tidbit. What do you like about this place? Um, what do I like about this place? I don't know so much. I honestly, um, I don't think I could ever go back to being to any place where the mountains and the nature weren't so close. I mean, if you follow uh, my page, Hello Meridian, you see we just go to the mountains so much. And I'm not the, so I don't know if you mentioned it, but Shane is a huge outdoorsman. Um, he is very invested in Idaho and in its wilderness and also in being very intentional about his use. And um, that's one thing that we're going to, we're going to touch on a lot on the podcast is uh, the natural splendor of Idaho and how, uh, what's our responsibility towards that. But having that so close and to find a place where I can just really connect with um, not just the bustle of, of my hometown, but to, to really feel what the state offers is something I don't think I could ever I ever leave. It's just so, it's been such a blessing for me personally, but also to our family. Word. <laughs> Love it. You want to tell us a little bit about anything that you, any, like a few things that you just love about this place? Or? Uh, all right. Gotta be quick. I'll summarize. Uh, you said that I'm a huge outdoorsman. I would edit that to say that I'm hugely passionate about the outdoors. I feel like a novice when I'm up there. Uh, I have a great friend, Tyler, who is kind of a mentor to me that has introduced me to um, different aspects of the mountains that I didn't know before. And he's pushed me and trained me. And it's been awesome to see it um, just in a way that I didn't before. I started like as a backpacker. I love backpacking and hiking. That was awesome. Um, And I love getting up into the mountains solo just by myself and going camping, you know, spend a long weekend by myself or even just one night. But um, to be able to explore this place outside of the city, I just remember when we came here, I didn't, I didn't have any designs to get up into the mountains. It was just something that was a cool part of the scenery. I was working. That was just the phase of our lives at the time. We were building careers and having kids and trying not to go crazy and trying to actually sleep every now and again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But getting outside was not like a top priority. And and I felt like I just kind of stumbled upon it. And it has been, man, I going to try not to weep about it and be a big, <laughs> big old baby, but I found myself in the mountains Yeah, and, uh, and I try to get up there every chance that I get, try to balance it. But, um, I know, yeah, and I'm so grateful for thing. that. I mean, you're gone more often. Um, but you come back so refreshed and so much. I like that you say you found yourself in the mountains because I feel like sometimes you, uh, we all can lose ourselves to our careers or the mundane things that we have to do. And, um, you know, uh, you go up to the mountains and you come back and it's like Shane's home. Yeah. And so I've been very appreciative of yeah. that aspect. I think that the other thing that I love about this, this place is the, um, how do I say it? I don't know if I've ever spoken it like this before, but 
everybody feels that this is a special place. Um, maybe it's just doing all the recruiting and talking to so many people over the past few years that are coming here. Like they know that this is an amazing place. And then you talk to people that have been here for a long time. Uh, they know and they feel that this is a special place. Everybody feels that the Treasure Valley in Idaho, there's something about it. So I feel like we're at this amazing uh, point in time, also maybe a very precarious point in time that uh, there's almost consensus that this is a great place to be, that we know that it's something worth protecting. And that's one of the reasons I think we want to do this podcast is one, we want to highlight why it is amazing, why it's special, but how we keep it that way. Uh, because when you have something like this that is no longer a hidden gem, there it, there's intentionality that needs to be put in place to maintain that. And I think the only way that's going to happen is through conversation and dialogue about it yeah. and what we need to do to make it make it say that way. And I think that we start uh, that this area starts um, maybe at an advantage because uh, as we'll talk about in future podcasts, some of the impressions of people and you mentioned it before people are so friendly here. There's this willingness to talk and just this um, the vibe is so laid back and um, non-suspicious in general that um, it makes it really easy to talk to people and to meet new people. And that's one of the the most, uh, uh, I guess, pronounced things that I hear from, from other people that come here for the first time is, man, I cannot believe how friendly people are. Mm -hmm. People are genuinely friendly here. And uh, I think that that says a lot about a place. I felt that in the South. I didn't feel that everywhere in the South, but I haven't felt that everywhere that we've lived either. Like it is unique here. Mm -hmm. It's something special. Anyway, those are my three things. Great. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, we've shared who we are, mm -hmm. who you are, a little bit about who I am, and I'm sure that we'll discover more later on if people have any interest in it. We'll see. But um, let's talk about what we're not. Okay. Because I think that it's important to set realistic expectations sure. for uh, who we are and who we are not. Okay. Um, why don't I start with that? Okay. And then we'll just kind of- I'm excited to hear about what you are not free will and see where things go. Okay. Um, we're not therapists <laughs> and, we, but, and by no means do we have things figured out. So I don't want people to think that we have any ideas that we come from a place of superiority. If anything, I feel incredibly inadequate. What I do know is that I see patterns and I have a gift with, um, I guess, articulating words sometimes to express what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing. So that's what I bring to the table. But by no means am I a success story in in all aspects of our lives. I feel like we have an amazing marriage. Um, I feel like it's hard. It's a lot of work. I, you're smirking at me, but <laughs> let's get real, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's married for a for any length of time knows that this is no cakewalk. Uh -huh. This is hard <laughs> and it's wonderful and it's incredibly satisfying mm -hmm. and it's better today than it was in the beginning. But uh, man, success is by no means assured. And I think that anybody who operates under the assumption that, you know, their marriage is going to be successful is uh, uh, that feels like a dangerous place to be. Sure. And why? So why do you feel like that's necessary to explain with uh, with, I guess, with the podcast situation. I think because if we're going to be sitting here uh, and being real and authentic and talking in our true voices, people need to know what they're getting. They're not mm -hmm. getting people that uh, that think that they have it all figured out. And I think that it's relatable because the people that are, sorry, the people that I 
imagine or listening to this podcast are a lot like us. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of doubts. They have a lot of troubles. They have a lot of struggles. And uh, I think that we relate and we connect better with people, maybe on the basis of our struggles and common trials than on successes. And I think that there will be times to talk about success, but everybody can relate to failure and struggle. And I think that we have a lot of that to share. Yeah. Honestly, that's one of the things that I'm nervous about. I had somebody, I had two people in my office walk up to me uh, long before we recorded this and say, oh, I'm so excited about the podcast. <laughs> Is talk that what they sounded like? <laughs> talk about a collision of worlds. That's awful. Well, <laughs> I was like, get used to that. Wait, I don't know if we should have done this. And yet here we are. So it is funny because so I, I see you kind of hesitant. And I'm like, you we're so far, far past that. Because just in what I do, so my page right now has, uh, I don't know, 33,000 followers, um, mostly local or people who are planning on being local. So for me, um, the past few years, I have totally given up any kind of anonymity. Um, for the most part, people in this area know who I am. And I'm, I'm, uh, and so I'm comfortable with that and used to that, but this is going to be new for you, uh, which will be interesting. But I think at this point it's out and, yeah. and just to be comfortable with that. But uh, we, yeah, we aren't experts, uh, but we are interested, I think in, um, we are interested in where we live and we're interested in conversations because uh, we, you know, right now we're recording in 2021, 2020 was not easy for anyone. Uh, on my page, I really had to do a shift where we focused uh, so much more about the community and positivity. I did a, a big push um, called Community Over Corona. It was started so soon that we didn't even really know it was going to be called COVID. We thought it was going to be Corona. Um, but what I discovered in that and with all the things that, that happened in the last year was that the only thing that was going to solve things that maybe don't even have solutions. The only way to ease that was going to be through um, a dialogue and to actively listen and to be open to listening to each other. And that's what I think we bring is that we really do want to listen. We want to hear about the issues that go on and we want to invite people into that conversation, um, whether it's via social media, well, we will also have conversations going on there so you can participate um, in what we talk about in the podcast there. So if you follow us on social media, that's going to have a uh, continual conversation. You can follow, um, we are on Instagram, the Boise bubble, or you can follow my community page, which is called hello Meridian. Um, it's called hello Meridian. Cause that's where we live. And it's kind of focused there and, and shooting out towards all of the treasure Valley. But when we are able to have an open dialogue with each other, we start to see the other person's perspective. And I think we start to realize that it's not about, the they, it's about the we. And that's one of the things that the Treasure Valley is so good at is that we see, I, I, it seems that we see, we see us as a we, but we need to continue that intentionally to make that happen. Yeah, I'll highlight something that you said before. I feel like we do have a natural curiosity about people. Um, I guess I can speak more for myself than for you. I think that I see that in you, but I know that I feel that personally, that I just love talking to people and I don't feel... I want this to be taken the right way, but I'm not looking for opportunities to judge other people or to condemn others. In fact, the more that I listen, maybe this is just from my own experience with fa failure in the past with the relationships, but 
I just, I like to come from a place of curiosity and the more that I do that and I learn things that surprise me and I think, oh shoot, I totally had them wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad that I didn't say anything whenever I thought that I had everything figured out about them. Um, and I've discovered a lot more better, more meaningful things about people than, you know, come from a place of judgment. So I'm very open. But that said, I think that it's important to understand that we're not, um, you had said it's the we over the they. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that that uh, I'm very hesitant to call out party lines, so to speak, whether it's political, whether it's religious or whether it's uh, geographic. I am a huge proponent of this, uh, this idea of unity. Mm-hmm. We have a lot more commonality with people, I think, than maybe we're willing to acknowledge. And I love discovering that through conversation. When you talk to somebody and you discover someone who you think is very different, but then you find common ground and you start building on that, you realize how common you are or how similar you are. And then the conversations get better. Yeah. So I think that's that's difficult because I I think it makes it easy for people to say, well, they're this political party or that that political party, this is their religion. Uh, There are words that we don't love as a couple because they're very polarizing. Um, So if you're coming, uh, looking for a very specific way of thought that you feel like uh, resonates with our community, that's that's not something you'll probably find here because those words have different meaning, whether it's uh, just the word that I hear so often is conservative. What does that word mean? Uh, Sure, we have lots of conservative thoughts. We also have other, we we have so many different variations on that word that means something different to everyone. So we do not want to focus on those kind of polarizing words. We want to focus on a place of understanding and curiosity and that we are all part of the same community. All right. One more thing that I wanted to highlight as far as credibility, right? People (laughs) are going to say, why should I listen to them? Uh Um, But building on that commonality, there was a concept that kind of came into my mind a few years back and Um, I think that the biggest thing that we have in common with everybody else who might be listening to this or might listen to it in the future is we are committed to this area. We're not going anywhere. Like I cannot envision a time in our lives where we're not going to be here. Can you imagine moving? No, we're for sure. If things didn't work out with our jobs, I'd flip burgers anywhere if I had to, but I'm not leaving this place. Like we are committed. Um, And the concept was the idea of uh, renters versus owners. We had a terrible experience renting our home. It's awful. <laughs> it's t- it's hard to rent because a renter, and I get it, when you're renting a house, why would you ever want to invest your own money in it if you can't take it out of it someday? So you're not incentivized to contribute. But when you own a house, you're incredibly incentivized. If you don't do it, if you don't fix that leaky toilet, if you don't fix the sink, if you don't paint the walls, nobody's gonna come in there and do it for you. So you have to make this place better. And I feel like I'm an owner when it comes to Idaho. I want to make this place better. I'm committed. And part of that is being part of the conversations that help drive uh, productive behaviors. Yeah, I agree with all that. I love that's a great way to say it. Yeah. All right. Wrapping up. What can we expect looking forward? What are your thoughts? Oh, well, I mean, we're we are definitely open for um for conversations, we're going to be focusing more on issues rather than individual people. So basically the issues that maybe you find yourself talking around uh, the table with your friends, those are the things we wanna talk about here. Things that, uh, whether they're just really fun, lighthearted things, I know we wanna talk about 
great places to eat and places to travel around Idaho. We want to talk about the things that make it great and that are fun. And we want to also talk about some of the things that are difficult to talk about, um, but that are on everyone's minds at the same time. So we don't want to be afraid of conversations as long as we really show respect to all of them. I think that we can, we can get to a place where even if there's not solutions, there can be better understanding. Yeah. Uh, that's great. And I like it. I think that one of the things that I'm excited about lo looking forward, first of all, I echo all that. I am excited to talk about the things and the places, um, even individual stories, I think is going to be fun to discover different people's perspectives about, uh, what they're doing here, whether it's in business or adventure or, uh, just relocating. I think that there's some cool stories out there that everybody might find some interest in, but, uh, I love the idea of engagement with other people that are listening. So, uh, newsflash, we're not professional podcasters. We're going to figure this what? stuff out as we go. <laughs> but um, I think that it's important for people to come with that expectation. This is new to us, but uh, we're going to grow and learn and develop. And we're excited for people to participate with that uh, on the way. But we're open to feedback. I'm very curious to hear what other people feel about this podcast. Are we too light? Are we too deep, too dark? Uh, let's get some insight from the community and what people want to hear about. But ultimately, what we do want to focus on things that are important. Sometimes it's going to be fun. Sometimes it might be a little bit more uh, serious, mm -hmm. but we need some engagement and some feedback to help nudge us in the right direction. Great. I love it. All right. Um, so we are going to, um, we're going to uh, head home to our kids and get back to normal life for a little bit. That will be interesting, but it's been fun sitting with you and I'm excited to move forward. This oh. is going to be a cool, this is going to be a cool adventure. We nailed it. <laughs> this was whatever. a home run. No, whatever. They're going to love it. Okay. We need to turn off, uh, turn on, turn off now. All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> the Boise bubble podcast is brought to you by coffee and supply co looking for a new coffee experience. Try coffee and supply co located in Eagle, Idaho. It's family owned and features a pour over bar, a unique bites menu, including vegan and gluten-free options, all locally sourced. Mention speak Boise and receive 10% off any food and beverage. Visit www.coffeeandsupplyco.com or follow them on Instagram at Coffee and Supply Co. Need help growing your business? It's what you don't know that will cost you. Tulu Peer Advisory Groups is here for every stage of business growth. Find out more at tulu.com. T-A-L-L-O-O.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.